What's really funny is I'm doing this friggin' bank job over in Secaucus. I'm in the weeds laying down. This cop comes over and says, uh, what are you doing here? He says, I'm arresting. You're arresting here in the weeds? We got a park, we got a beach? What the hell are you doing? He goes, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm arresting. Yeah, what do you think? So the cop pulls me in. He starts asking me questions, you know, this, that, the other thing. He says, so what are you going to tell us now, tough guy? My usual, nothing, zero. No, you're going to tell us something this time, guy. I'm like, okay, I'll tell you something. Go after your mother. Right? And he says, oh, so he starts bing, bang, bong, bing. He's beating me all up and shit. I'm hitting it. He saw it. I was all freaking head all swollen and stuff. So I'm coming around and, you know, who do I see in front of me? But this big prick. And he's like, what are you going to tell me now, tough guy? I said, bing, what are you doing here? I thought I told you to go fuck your mother. And he's bing, bang, bong. These fuckers, I wish I was big just once. There's my new Goodfellas impersonation for you guys. You got Frank, the everyday sniper here from Sniper's Hide, bringing it to you live and in color. If you see colors, lots of colors. Anyway, well, I just thought I'd leave you with a funny. I wanted to do the other Goodfellas impression. Everybody does the funny how, funny clown, and I wanted to do the first part because the first part's funny too. And then we always used to get up... Back home in the day, we always used to tell those kinds of stories. They were, they were pretty darn funny. In the Marine Corps, you sat around the fires or sat around, you know, whatever, and all you did was tell these kind of silly stories. So that's where I wanted to go. Hey, a couple things before we get started. Thank you guys for sharing the podcast. Thank you guys for subscribing. We're over 1,250 subscribers already. Things going nice. I, I really appreciate that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get into mile high this week. Next week is our training class, so there there may be a little bit of a gap on the weekend because we have that class. But I'll try to knock a couple out ahead of time for everybody. Um, lot of I tell you what, with spring here and the things going on, um, with the the competitions, the training, we're a lot of wind going happening, right? I mean, everywhere we look in the country, man, there's wind everywhere. Uh, our our wind podcast has been doing really well. We talked about wind at the match the other day, and you guys uh, have been having some really good results from the wind. That that the hater hates stuff, guys. I get. I was just being silly because uh, one of the things is in front of me. I I, I th- that's how it's always been. I mean, when, when you're at the top of the mountain like that, there's always somebody out there who thinks they can knock you down. You know, king of the mountain. It, it, that, that's how it works. So appreciate the support from everybody on the Podbean app who was commenting about some of the haterade stuff and, and those different things going on. Another quick ad, too, because this is this goes right into things we've been saying. Somebody posted on Facebook, Bobby K there. Um, I don't know how many of you guys know him, but he, he sent a certificate to a match. And a guy who's actually was a Hyde member, he hasn't been around lately. I haven't really noticed him on there um, for a couple of years. Wrote him a big ugly letter that why did you donate a worthless piece of paper to this match because what the donation was was $250 off a custom gun build so the guy makes custom 1911s he does some other stuff big handgun stuff right so this guy you know saying by you putting this on the prize table at a match the Alabama or something match last weekend you wasted all of our time by giving somebody $250 off a full build. And he, you know, he had a bunch of his, you know, personal justifications. 
the guy who got it may not have been able to afford a full build. You know, what's 250 when we're talking $3,000? All these different things. But Mike and I brought up some of this stuff, and that's the kind of thing you need to avoid. Don't be that guy. Be positive when you go to these matches. Be thankful for what the sponsors are doing. Make sure, because the season's coming up, right? We're moving into competition season. And with that coming up, there has to be some etiquette involved. You know what I mean? There really does need to, we need to remove this sense of entitlement that some of these people have. And it's getting worse, you know? Uh, Industry's not doing great. You talk to people at SHOT and things like that. The industry on a whole is down 50 to 60%. Now, there's some niche things and there's some stuff. And, and I know the guys at Mile High are working and Mike, you know, give them a call over there. And, and, and you know, it, they're busy. But there are a lot of these guys who do the precision rifle stuff and do, you know, who donate to the series are small business people. They may only have two or three workers. Man, these guys are taking money out of their pocket to give to these big fish in a small pond. And the fish is spitting it out saying, what are you doing? And... Guys, please don't be that ugly competition shooter guy. If if you go up to the prize table and there's nothing left you can use or there's nothing left that, you know, kind of tickles your... Leave it. Just because you go to a match doesn't mean you're entitled to something. All right? There is nothing in these competition flyers that say, come to my match, you're guaranteed to get this. You know, I'm I'm actually going to I'm I'm exploring a new thing. We're going to go live with the Sniper's Hide team challenge within the next day or two. I thought it was going to be over the weekend and we were delayed. There there was some back and forth. So I apologize for the delay at opening registration for the Sniper's Hide team challenge in Colville, Washington. Guys, the team challenge is an awesome match. It's a field match. You got to carry your gear. When I did it with Mary Beth last year, her and I did 10 miles, okay, of walking up and down the hills. You got to find your target, you got to range your target, and you have to um, engage your target. Uh, Speaking of ranging the target, I've been talking with Vectronics. I think I'm going to have them out there for the new uh, Terrapin X. Lasers are one of those things. Lasers are tricky, man. Marketing-wise with a laser... You almost have to take half of the advertised range. And in bright sun and normal days, understand this, in in bright sunlight, the laser is going to work less. It's not going to be as good. If you were able to use your laser in the middle of the night, it would work so much better. Um, Stuff like when we were out with Silencer Co. with the Radius and I was down in Florida with them when they released it. I know that's discontinued, all that stuff changed. But as an example, the Radius. On my range, the, radi- the radius was only consistent to about eight, 900 yards. You can maybe catch a target a little bit farther, but not consistently. Really, it was condition dependent. Down at night with the radius, it would go to 2,500 yards and accurately hit targets, you know, because you don't get that beam inter- interference of beam divergence and, you know, the, the read back and all these things matter. The, the, the one of the best lasers out there was the Terrapin from Vectronics, okay? And it was $2,000, brand new retail, $19.99, and they were losing money on that. Uh, technically, I guess it was supposed to be uh, retailed at 2400 
And so they were losing a big chunk, which is why it got continued, discontinued. So now they're coming back with that Terrapin X. So I've been talking to them since SHOT Show, uh, calling back to uh, Germany and everything like that. And, and, and I've been on really good speaking terms with them. So we're going we're gonna to be able to talk to you about this new Terrapin X. But if you want to know what lasers are really good, the, the big props are going right now to Nikon. For 400 bucks, everybody is crowing about the new Nikons. I'll have some of the Nikon stuff coming. They were going to get me when the scope was ready along with the laser. So I wasn't really like piecemealing it. I was going to do both of them. So I'm, I'm talking with Nikon. I will have that new Nikon laser stuff available. But everything I've heard about it, it's been a pro. You know, price-wise, accuracy-wise, range-wise, everybody's been really hot on the new Nikon. The other ones that I like a lot are the SIG lasers, the Kilos, the 2000, the 2200, the 2400. On my range from a tripod, I can hit my one-mile target every time with the AB2400. The only downside to that, and, and it, God, it comes in such a great kit. It comes in that pouch, the tactical pen, the mount. Chad, you owe me for the mount. Uh, the mount, the you know, all that stuff that comes in there. It, it, it has those software in it. That's the only downside I've ever heard anybody say about the AB2400 is they're kind of getting a little bit of AB overload when they have it in so many different things. They're now starting to layer on themselves. In some ways, I guess it could be good that you're, you're familiar with the interface of applied ballistics. In other ways, you know you're paying extra money to have applied ballistics inside or on your phone or whatever you happen to be using. The negative part of it is now you're, you're double and tripled up so you you kind of like have to pick and choose your battles when it comes to what do I need to invest in and not overlayer myself spending the same amount of money. But the SIGs are good. This new Nikon is good. Terrapins and Vectro Vectronics are the standard. I mean, let's face it. If you can afford a Vectronics, you're never going to lose with a Vectronics. Other, other than the fact they did have issues with... I mean, believe me, I fought for you guys left and right because the ice guys would come on a sniper's hide and see a, a, a 15 Charlie for sale, and they'd say, that's stolen from the military. It's like, no, dudes, that's not, you know, Ashbury Precision Ordnance sold them in a group buy, uh, Potomac River sold them, uh, Euro Optics had them, this guy has them, that guy has them, so don't get wrapped around and I understand there was stuff where guys were buying military grade ones and then they they were sending them in for warranty work and Vectronics would like keep the damn thing for a year that's all gonna get sorted out with this Terrapin X there's there's a kind of a revamp going on and, and I brought up a lot of this stuff to those guys so uh, while there's some gun shy stuff happening with the Vectronics it is a really good laser so if you can find one for used for sale, it's worth your while if you can afford it. Otherwise, SIG, Nikon, um, the Sh Leicas aren't bad. It depends. Get the bigger Leicas. You spend the money. I'm I'm not against, and, and the Vectronics has a little bit of Leica in it, the new one, um, to kind of help them with the, the bringing the cost down and everything. 
Sharofsky's are good too. Sharofsky's stuff with the binoculars, with the lasers, I've used them as well. They work really well. Honestly, having the binoculars is not a bad deal. Uh, a lot of these matches, every more and more people are using binoculars, right, to, to view the targets. And it's worthwhile when a range officer is given a brief, a stage brief, to say, hey, you know, here's target A, B, C, and be able to look at it with binoculars. Now, there are certain events where they may say you can't break a laser out at that time. You know, your laser has to be on the clock or when you're doing stuff. So the combo units can be in a little bit of gray area. And, and I don't want to say ripe for abuse, but don't be that guy and ruin it for everybody else. But the thing is, with, with the, the, the binocular laser combo from Sharofsky is a really good deal. Um, I mean, I know they're pricey, but they work really well. The Leicas work well. And then you, you get into another one that comes up a lot, and I've had mixed reviews with it. But, I mean, I'm, I haven't revisited them in probably eight years, are the Nukons. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do with those Nukon lasers. Uh, the only thing is, uh, like I said, we had mixed results back in the day when they were first coming out. But now, I can't tell you, they might be pretty darn good. So, um, if for guys, especially like the Canadians and stuff, a lot of people have access to the Nukons up there. It is an option, but it's not really one I would stick my neck out to uh, go with you guys. But it's it's an option. And, and I know like Field Firing Solution and Cold Bore will link to the new cons. I've seen that several times that they'll definitely link up. So, um, you know, season's coming up with your PRS stuff. You don't need a laser. Uh, they give you the ranges. 90% of those matches are going to give you a match booklet. And it's going to have the range in it, you know. It's square ranges. You, you usually have indicators. You know, you go to core, there's, there's the ranges on the wall of the Connex. There's all the, you know, ranges all over the place. But if you're doing field courses like the ones out west here, th then you need a laser because that's the thing is we're not giving you ranges. None of my matches anymore do I give you ranges. I don't give you a, a book. I don't give you anything. When you come up to Colville... There's different segments. There's moving around. We got some blind stages. It's very tripod heavy uh, because it is a field match. This is going to be your best representation of either hunting, military, even to an extent sort of law enforcement with the timing. But we kind of make ours a little bit more real worldish, woods-wise versus the obstacles and stuff now we are going to have the movers again and we will put a couple stages up that that do a, a, a few other obstacle things barricade ish but different i'm not doing the barricades like prs does um i think it's ridiculous you've heard me mention this before it is the dumbest stage ever to do the, the barricade the way they do the barricade and for them to call it a skill stage is kind of ridiculous but that's what they want to do let it let you know more power to them i guess it worked for them so go for it and uh but i should have that links and everything on sniper's hide tomorrow to open registration up for june 2nd for the colville match 
Friday is going to be an open shoot. We're, we're hoping you bring your junior shooters, new shooters, and you bring a partner. My thing to me would be if you're going to shoot with somebody, I mean, unless you have like a rock star partner, bring someone brand new. My matches are much, much better for brand new people. And the Colville matches have very few jerseyed shooters, very few of the pro guys. But the, the group up in Colville, they run outstanding matches. Their ROs are fantastic. Carl puts on a good event uh, who, who works with Carl Taylor from In Motion Target. We, we have a mover stage in every segment, which is great. You know, it's, it gives you that practice on movers. We're going to be bringing in tripod people and different people to, to help you learn on Friday how to, how to do a match. You know, we're not going to put you on a stage, but we're going to recreate some stages in this admin area, and we're going to let you kind of admin practice and learn from other shooters how to navigate these things. Then Saturday and Sunday will be the event. So it's a mini train-up, but we're not hitting you up for it. We're letting you come in and, and just do it. So that's something to look forward to with that Colville match. So when I when I open that reg, I'll let everybody know. I'll put it on the Everyday Sniper Facebook page. And and we hope to get you guys out there to shoot it. We usually don't do too big. We kind of try to keep it under 100 people because it's a team match. So the 50 teams are plenty. You know, we don't want to go too crazy. That way it moves fast. You're done early. You know, we, we get to hang out. I mean, there's there's a good camping area if you guys want to camp or RV. Uh, we, we set the tents up and, and, and all that. So there's some pretty decent stuff there. The town is a nice town. It's small. It's personable. The hotel's really good. Everybody stays at, um the I can't even think of the name of the hotel. It's Andy owns it. And it's right there when you come in. I'll get the name and put it, but I can't think of it because it has an odd name to it. Uh it's like a guy's name, an old guy that used to own it in the beginning. But, you know, I just think it's a lot of fun where you don't see everybody go into the wind. You see everybody kind of hang out. So it's definitely something worth looking at to come to this match. But lasers are, are important. And like I said, what you're looking at there is that beam divergence in the reading on how fast it comes back in some of, in some of the signals. Now they are getting better to... Uh, even like with Nikon and stuff to maximize the the results. So how to how to sort of optimize the laser, even though they're not putting the most expensive transmitter in there, and that the beam might be a little wider than you want, but they're optimizing the signal so that way it comes back and it reads really well. They've learned a lot over the years to get these lower cost lasers, but understand that when you read the marketing paperwork on it cut the range in half and then that's going to tell you how well it's really going to work for for you so if you get one of these like the leopolds tend to fall short unfortunately in you know i think they kind of say they're a thousand yard or whatever and and yeah they only work to five six hundred yards you know which is which is kind of terrible but um you 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 de- you know if it's a hunting situation it may not be that big a deal but for what we're doing with these thousand twelve hundred yard targets that Kilo 2200, Kilo AB 2400 is really good. Then the Nikons will reach it and, and can make it with the two models of Nikons they have. And then the Vectronics. Those are going to be your top ones. And then your honorable mentions where you'll be a Leica and Shirovsky. 
So I, I did have some questions on the laser stuff. I'm glad you guys got a lot out of the suppressors. If you have a specific suppressor question, I mean, and not so much like, hey, does my Yankee Hill, I can't answer that, you know. If you already invested in one, it doesn't really make any sense for you to ask me what I think about it. You already own it. It's yours. I get that a lot. People want to kind of me to validate their purchase. And it's like, well, you already bought it. So kind of coming after the facts, not going to help you too much because it's not like they're so easy to resell or anything. I have bought a used suppressor. My um my Ops Inc. on my Mark 12. I have a, a full boat Mark 12, 556, and I have the Ops Inc. on it. So um I actually bought that one locally used off a guy. And it's a pretty easy process. You know, it's the same. You're just doing it through the individuals and stuff. But um I have bought used suppressor and the situation wasn't too bad, but most people don't, you know, they just repurpose it to something. Like I said, if you get a suppressor and you find it's not great for your precision rifle, repurpose it to a 5.56 or something, you know, and you can do it that way. That That's not a bad thing where you're, you're kind of going and spraying prey. Just remember with the longer precision rifle suppressors, that's where you start to have to worry about how well those threads and brakes and things are. Because the longer the can is, the um, the more chance of a bad, you know, threading job causing an end cap strike. It's angles. Remember, everything we do is an angle. Somebody asked me about the uh, the size of the suppressor. Because the ultras, you have the 9, the 7, and the 5. Seven's pretty standard. If you're going to jump it over to another rifle that might be in a magnum zone, you want the 9. But seven is definitely standard. I'm going to actually, I got to get up to see Thunder Beast. They've invited me up so much and I just haven't gone up there yet. But I think I'm going to go to and do a couple fives on some of these kind of game guns where I'm making everything shorter like I talked about. I think the five is good. I mean, it's not super quiet, but it's not really loud. It's not like, you know, it's not an enhanced break. It's better than that. It's surprisingly good when you're outside. And I know some people have said, well, I want it quieter. Yeah, I get it. It's still, you know, put some foamies in or something easy on your head just to kind of cover it up a little bit, some in-ear things. And the reason I like that, even if you go the lightest, most comfortable in-ear ear protection you can have, if you have uh, your safety glasses, sunglasses, shooting glasses, whatever the case may be, you don't have your head getting crushed by over-the-ear ear protection. With even the 5-inch suppressor, even with the silencer codes, with the brakes in front, you can put in foamies, and they'll be comfortable for you. If you lose one, who cares? You can just get, you know, get like a package of them or whatever. And and they work really, really well, you know? And, and it, it keeps you away from the over-the-ear stuff that, you know, some people can't get cheek weld right because they crush their head down a little too far. I always, you know, unless I have to, I hate over-the-air hearing protection. I use ESPs, the in-the-air custom for me, because I'm wearing them all day on the line, and I need to be comfortable. I don't want my head crushed at the end of the day. Huge difference if you're doing 9 to 5 on a firing line with people shooting and teaching a class to over-the-air versus in-the-air. It makes a difference of how my head feels at that end of the day. So... A, a little smattering of things that, that people are asking and, and giving questions on. But that's one of the reasons why 
I sort of like the suppressor zone stuff. I even like the smaller 5-inch suppressors or ones that aren't technically super quiet because it still lets me go relaxed with some minimal ear protection and it keeps me comfortable throughout the day. You know, so the the only thing you got to sweat in these cases is the other guy. You know, when that other dude doesn't have his his thing and he's running with a break you know, at the Pawnee match. It was like they, oh, here's a guy shooting a break. Uh, okay, everybody over here and get out of the way. Let the break guy shoot, you know, be rude and then come back. And and so that's that's one of those things that um is 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 that you see in a match, you know. We try to like at the Pawnee match, we try to put the squads together with suppressors in one squad and non-suppressed in the other because guys with breaks can't complain about guys with breaks. That's the rule that I wrote. If you have a break, you can't complain about somebody shooting next to you with a break. <laughs> Back in the day, that's how the little bastard got its name, to be honest, because when it, when it first came up, we'd be on the line like a rifles only. On the short range there, when we used to do a lot of paper at these matches, you'd line up like 20, 25 people in a row and you'd be shooting paper. Well, when the little bastards came out before they really had a name, the guy next to him would be like, bastard. Because every time that guy shot, you'd get that face full of it if you were on the left or right of the person with the APA break. So you always heard people like down the line going, bastard, bastard, what a bastard, because the breaks. Well, if you have a break and the guy next to you has a break, you guys can't complain about breaks. That's just the way it goes. So, but yeah, it's it's funny how that stuff gets its name and how I, I actually, I, I had one, I was shooting an Oregon match and Kalen was there and we were doing this KYL and on this paper stuff, we we're all nailing it. And I, I'm hitting, hitting, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going for the last on the KYL, know your limits on paper. So you have like the one inch dot and it goes down to like a quarter inch dot. And if you miss any one dot, you lose all your points. You have to know your limits. K-Y-L, know your limit. So if your limit is I only can shoot the first dot and I know I'll miss the second dot, well, don't shoot the second dot because you lose everything. So you get you know your, your first set of points for the first one, then the next one, and they, they add together. The third one, add all three. And then if you miss that fourth one, you lose them all. So I'm going for that fourth one and I got it. I'm nailing it down and sitting right next to me is Kalen. And what does he do? He shoots he shoots his last dot and nails it and jumps up and yells, "Yeah!" right exactly when I'm firing. And I canked that shot and blew it. I dropped from wherever I was to 7th place. I ended up coming in 7th. But uh it's funny, but as soon as he broke that shot or I, I was breaking that shot. He jumped up and was like, yeah. And I'm like, ah, tanked it. So that that's one of those things you got to look at and why the brakes are nicer. And, and, you know, sometimes in cases like that where you're shooting a bunch of paper, just for that temporary stage, it's almost worth the double earplugs, you know, in and out, in ear and out of ear because the, you know, the, you have to deal with people around you in these matches. You know what I mean? You got to deal with that other guy who's got a break, who's got one that's rude. And then you got to look at the clock because maybe you're next to somebody who's pretty rude, right? And he's got that APA break going on. 
well, let him shoot, and then hopefully you can still have enough time to take your shots without getting rocked around by those guys. But rarely in these matches do you see that situation anymore. They're not lining 20 people up at a time, and we're all shooting together. And I think Rifles only still does it a little bit, but not as much. But you rarely do you see everybody lined up in a, in, a, in a relay being, you know, almost half the field at a time and in, in, in everybody just online shooting. But uh, that that was that was one of those others that came up. I am going to I got a ton of breaks and I'm going to be doing a big break thing. I just now that the weather is actually better and, and stuff, we're going to have one bad day, but then I'm going to be moved out. So I I'm going to do a slow mo gridded deal with breaks. I, honestly, Everything that I've shot so far out of all of these breaks, we're, we're splitting a minimal amount of hairs. There is a little bit of vertical happening with a few and a little bit of kind of like taking the rifle, not perfectly in line coming straight back, but a, but a little bit of sine wave action. And so that's something I'm going to have to do to look at. It's got to go beyond just how effective the break is because these guys are doing so good right now. They're all making effective breaks. I am the fan of the ported brakes, okay? I don't like the VAS, the V-A-I-S with the holes all around it. I don't think they do anything but make noise and throw dirt in the air. I don't see very much recoil reduction out of them. You know, some people like them. I know they're on a lot of hunting rifles, which is kind of weird. Like I said, they don't do much for me. I'd rather you have a two-chamber ported brake than one of those Voss breaks. That that's definitely somewhere you should look at with all this stuff. Even your hunting rifles, man. Put a put a small little two porter on there, and and see what you can do uh, w- with it. Big doings on the hide again this week. I uh, finally t- uh, yesterday they they uploaded the front page of Sniper's Hide, and so I got a new front page, new theme, new everything up there to get rid of some of the confusion. That The other WordPress site that I had was not right. I had a lot of drama with people trying to log in and do all this other crap. So I, I had contracted this a while back, and, and they finished up the main part of it, so I've been playing with it. I was stuck behind the damn computer for the last several days. Because as they're working on stuff, I'm working on it alongside them. It's almost like I work for them. But uh, we were doing some stuff. But the new front page launched. I did a little kind of video intro thing that plays. I think it's pretty cool. It outlines the online training much better. There's It, it has links and everything for guys who have been asking me about the online training. The new front page of Sniper's Hide has all the details and how you upgrade in the forum and how you get access to that. So everything is back in place, and I, I just wanted to throw that out there that we we definitely have the the new high training is up and running. People have been asking me if you go to the forum, there's an upgrade link at the top. You read across it, and where you see upgrade, you got to register, you got to be logged into the forum, you hit upgrade, you go to online training. It's fifteen bucks a month. That gives you access to the online training forum and all the videos that are in there. And we keep, we'll keep we be adding new ones and doing all that. I actually got some guys coming out to film the Mile High Detachment stuff next week and in May. So we're going to be getting some clips and some stuff from Mike and I working the class. So that'll be really cool. But stop over to Sniper's High. Check out the new front page. 
let me know what you think, what needs to be added in, what what can be that, so I could start putting the blog posts back up. I've been refraining from any real kind of articles or anything because I wanted that new front page. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. We did overwrite everything from before, and so we did copy over a lot of a lot of the article stuff, and there might be a couple fixes here with images or something like that, but uh, I basically just revamped the whole thing and, and got that up and running. So it's been software heavy. And then on top of this, so I, the other night I'm downstairs watching TV. All of a sudden I hear this huge boom, crash, bang. I'm like, what the hell is that? And my desk like dry, it wasn't dry rotted, but it dried out. It was like a pine desk and it was stained on the top, but not on the bottom. It cracked and broke and just like fell down and my laptop hit the ground and all this other stuff. And so I broke it all up, threw it away, and I ordered a new one. And my new one came in today and I really like it. And I'm actually doing a a new dedicated little podcast setup over here. Works out really good now. And uh, But I had to put everything together. I had this forum software guy or the front page software guys on the line. God, today was insanely busy. There's a couple other things happening. I was on the phone all morning with Germany. And then, you know, uh, I called Florida the, the, the thing and just kind of putting all these ducks in a row. Now that spring's coming, everybody's getting hot and bothered by it. And so then I had to put together my, my desk and I got the desk all put together and I had to redo it. I ended up trashing. I have an old, um, a old Silver Tower Mac Pro. I couldn't get it to work right, man. So I, I ditched it and I'm docking station my, my MacBook Pro, my other laptop. I have two of the, the older and the, the Retina and then the new Touch Bar. So I took my Retina that was actually shut down and I redid it, turned it into a docking station. So this is my first podcast from my new little docking station. So I'm going to see how this works out. But uh, I like the the way the setup looks better. And hopefully it'll sound better. I still got to order. I ordered some stuff coming in, some interface stuff. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm I'm definitely liking the way it looks and, and I'm playing with that. So if, if I've missed a couple, I know some people have been PMing me. It's Today was insanely busy. I don't know about you guys, but it, it's, it's like everybody's woke up from February, you know, and it's just like, what? The phone's been ringing off the hook. I, I, in fact, I think I saw Magpul called and I missed that call. Um, I was, I ran out really quick. Um, so we'll, we're, we're looking forward to getting all this stuff up and running in a nice logical way, trying to organize myself for the new season to, to get this stuff knocked out to you guys easier. So definitely appreciate that. If you guys go over and take a look at all the hard work I've been doing since SHOT Show, actually it started before, but since SHOT Show ended to like right now. It has been nonstop working on Sniper's Hide, nonstop sorting out all my stuff here in the office, you know, doing the podcast and doing all this other. So it, it's just been busy as hell. But once I get this off my plate, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping to get out and, and knock out. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to hit the range tomorrow and knock out a couple videos. I haven't done a video since that Ritter and Stark one. It's It's been a while since I've done any kind of video. So I'm going to be refocusing our video efforts, refocusing our article efforts. Uh, going to be doing some articles for a few people. I've been talking with them today. So come come April, May, you'll see you'll see Sniper's Hide and the Everyday Sniper out there a little bit as it is. I'm getting I'm getting distracted here. 
I got guys WhatsApping me, trying to coordinate stuff. I got emails banging off, bang, 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 all these frigging, I, I need to shut it down, man. I'm like, hey, leave me alone. I'm going to watch Star Wars tonight, I think. Oak Island's over. They found, although there's Civil War treasure, because they the Oak Island's done for a while. Um, the Civil War treasure one, I don't know how, how I feel about that. I may have to D, DVR that one and just watch it later. But I think I'm going to chill and do some Star Wars once I'm done. And I just got the dang email that uh, the registration is going to be open. I got the link for it. I got to just proofread it real quick. Get him a hit up back. So Reg will be open tomorrow. Sniper's High Team Challenge. Colville, Washington, June 2nd. Be there or be square. I'm telling you, it's a good, sporty, find it, range it, engage it match. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's not as big a game as it is a practical application of your skill sets. Okay, that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to take these, these skills that we all should be working on, all these skills we talk about and all these different things, and how do you apply, apply them in a practical manner? Sniper's High Team Challenge in Colville. That's how you apply them in a practical manner. So we'll be looking, we'll be looking forward to that um, going live tomorrow, and, and I'll update everybody. Probably be at the range, so I'm going to have to sit here and camp out and knock out all this stuff before I go to the range tomorrow. Like I said, I'm jonesing for some video. All righty. Well, I'm going to cut this one a little short because, as you can see, I've got a ton of work to do. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave you hanging. Like I said, I, I apologize. But between the phone calls, the messages, the emails, putting together my office, building a desk, redoing all my computers, tearing one computer down, putting another computer together, putting the podcast stuff together, and putting it all back into place, it's just been it's been crazy, man. I need more hours in the day or something. I I, I need a helper. So there you go. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Sniper. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for acknowledging what Mike did. If you need something from Mike, Mike is at Mile High Shooting, 303-255-9999. His boss is watching this stuff. His boss is paying attention. So make sure you guys treat him right. And, and when you call and you ask for Mike, if they say, hey, you know, can I help you at something? Say, nah, I'm an everyday sniper guy. I got to talk to Mike. Nah, but you could talk to any of them. Jordan, Dave, all those guys are good. They're all super knowledgeable over there. Um, I got to go in, coordinate everything. I got the uh, the mobile classroom, I'm calling it. The mobile classroom should be here, I believe, tomorrow. So I got to bring that out there and set that all up for all of us. I got to make sure we're, we're all ducks in a row for competition. Not competition, but training next week from the Mile High Training Detachment. I see those guys are sharing the podcast stuff as well. So um, we'll, we'll definitely uh, be talking to you more in depth. Send over some questions on the Everyday Sniper. Use the Facebook page for that. I'll answer it. The Podbean stuff works good. I try to bounce in there and look at some of it and answer some of the questions uh, as I see them. I think Mike Hit does a really good job of answering your questions on the Podbean app and on the Everyday Sniper. Uh, like I said, I'm not... I feel much better not being on Facebook near as much as I was. I, I just think they're so ridiculous with those groups and everything. I'm having much better time on the Sniper Side Forum than I am on Facebook nowadays. So you don't see me answer them. And, I, and it, it's best if you mention me if you want a direct answer. Drop my name in there and mention it, uh, e either under Frank or the Everyday Sniper, and tag me somehow. 
Uh, that's the easiest way to get me to respond because if I see just a thing that said, you know, John asked the question, I, I don't always go over because I'm, I'm on my phone or something like that and I might be doing something else with this other stuff, especially when I'm, I'm all hyper-focused on this dang software, but I'm so glad to get it off my plate now. It's, it's like I said, a few more tweaks, just a tiny little bit of adjustment and I'm up and running and, and I can put this behind me. But thank you guys for being the listeners. Thank you guys for sharing it and keep your uh, the questions and stuff coming. This has been Frank from Sniper's Hide and you're listening to the Everyday Sniper and I'm out of here. I'm going back to Secaucus. <laughs>